Hello and welcome to episode 33 of The Brand Lounge, the place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant, and I help service-based businesses to define their brand and achieve their version of success. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by the delightful Lou Quinton, who is a social media coach and helps clients get clarity on their strategy and confident with their content. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Also, I don't think I've ever been called delightful before. Love that. <laughs> Just working my way through a list of adjectives. To go see for delightful. I take that. Thank you. <laughs> she is delightful, listeners. Honestly, oh. you'll soon find out. Um, so today, Lou and I are going to be talking all about how using social media on your terms is beneficial to you as a business owner. So in the last decade probably a little bit longer. Social media has become such an integral part of a lot of people's everyday lives. It's such a huge percentage of the population that are now daily on social media, whether it's for personal or for business, it's just incredible. And as small business owners, there is often this huge sense of pressure to be omnipresent on every social platform and all of the things all of the time, which can feel massively overwhelming. But today, Lou and I are going to be talking about making it manageable and enjoyable. Super key to enjoy what you're doing in your business. So important. Yeah. So Lee, let's start with kind of the role that social media plays in small business because I always think it helps to kind of establish the foundational part before we move into the the juicy bits. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So obviously as a social media coach, I do think that it is completely essential in this time that we're living in, as you said, there are billions of active users online. And I think it's like the average person globally spends three hours a day on social media. Wow. Um, and so really the role that it plays for businesses, modern businesses now, it has everything. It, you can build community. You can obviously find amazing clients. The boundaries are limitless you know you don't have the geographical boundaries that we once faced as business owners and so the really the role really is quite integral to yeah running a modern business I would say also coming from the point that so many of us uh if we hear of a new restaurant that's opened up in town the first thing we do is check out their social media and their online presence so yeah it's it's essential really yeah I agree I think it's also a great way of almost and bear with me because I'm going to try and form this thought as I'm talking. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, it's a great way of kind of reducing the massive size of the internet to be much more like a personal like circle of information and content that you ideally want to consume. Exactly that, yeah. So it's kind of creating your own corner of the internet and letting your audience yeah see you in that way absolutely I love that idea yeah I think that is so important as well because I know that social media can be a huge source of contention and pressure for business owners but I think like like you've said it's it's so used every day that it is a really good tool to use if it's something that aligns with your business and feels good for you and I think that there we're beginning to see more and more variations coming through absolutely I mean, when the platforms first started coming out, they felt very different. Like Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn were all very, very different places to go for different reasons. Whereas I feel like now there's a lot less between them, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. 
Yeah. It's almost like you're having to repeat different content on three different platforms that are actually kind of feeling like they're about the same, just like there's a slight age range difference more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's the demographics to consider, but I think the biggest shift from platform to platform now is less about the features and the way that we, you know, you can have video content. Video content used to just be for YouTube, but now you can have video content on every platform. And in fact, probably the biggest growing form of content now. But the culture often shifts from social media platform to platform. So I think when obviously we talk about the topic of this podcast, making social media work for you and how for your business to make sure it, it fits right, we do have to consider those cultures and the way people consume that content yeah absolutely I completely agree with that and I feel like there are new ones coming in like Mm. Clubhouse has been I know it's still a point of contention I know that there are still a lot of development issues and social issues around it but from a premise of introducing a different way to communicate in a social media fashion for anyone listening who's not familiar with Clubhouse it's a new platform that's kind of It's been around for, I think, around about a year now, but it's very exclusive. It's still in its beta testing, so it's invitation only, but it's audio only. So unlike Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube, everywhere else, it's got nothing to do with the visuals. It is all about the audio and the conversation. So it's kind of like a podcast, but it's live and not recorded. And finally seeing kind of that breakthrough of a new fresh take coming in. Some people are greeting that with open arms. Some people are thinking, oh crap, that's like something else that I now need to configure into my content strategy. So I feel like that's quite a nice segue or segu into the (laughs) next bit that I wanted to talk about, which was like the common challenges with social media that we face as business owners, because we've talked about overwhelm, but there's so much more. And as a coach, what kind of um, challenges do you find that your clients come to you with when it comes to using social media? Yeah, absolutely. So kind of, as you said, the pressure that they feel that any new uh, platform or even just a new feature. So Instagram Reels is another one, guides on Instagram. You know, these things are always updating. And I, I see a lot of people panicking and sort of jumping ship on their strategy as it stands and feeling that they need to be everywhere all the time. But actually what happens with that is your quality gets diluted. Uh, you end up feeling really overwhelmed and you end up completely burning out. And I can talk from someone who's done that, just felt completely overwhelmed with the whole idea, tried to be everywhere all at once, you end up just not being consistent and starting to hate it, essentially. You really start to resent and seeing social media as a chore. Um, But another big one is people feeling that they're really wasting their time or they're not seeing the benefits of the time that they're spending on social media and they're constantly creating content But that often comes from a place of not having a really clear strategy in place or, you know, seeing how all those pieces of content link together and are part of your overall business strategy. That's definitely the main ones that people come to me with. Yeah, it's overwhelm, pressure and it consuming their whole life. (laughs) Yeah, I can completely relate to that as well, because I know that certainly I've hit points um, at times in my business where I'm sat there and I'm like, I just feel like I am a permanent content creator rather than being 
like a branding specialist. I don't feel like I'm embodying what I want my business to be because I feel like all I'm doing day in, day out is either creating content or thinking about content that I can create. And it feels exhausting. It really can be so exhausting. And there are so many things you can put into place, like repurposing your content. And I always think, if your messaging is down and your strategy is down, which is basically what you're saying, how you're saying it, then you don't need to be churning out brand new pieces of content every single time. You put out a piece of content, it goes down really, really well, it gets great engagement. Why would you just leave it and never come back to it or never reformat it or never you know, show it to maybe an audience that you didn't have before on a new platform or you know, maybe you've had a bit of a spurt and you've got new followers? Why wouldn't you show them that content that went down well before so why wouldn't it go down well again yeah 100% I think that one of the things that you've touched on there is something that I've come across repeatedly my business my clients businesses is getting over the fact that you need to say things more than once and that's okay yeah because I feel like with social media we as consumers tend to view each piece of content in isolation Mm -hmm. but as business owners we view it as the within the context of everything else that we've created so if you've just sat there and batched out 30 different posts for whatever yeah and your consumer or your audience member only sees each of those posts maybe once a week in like outside of context of everything else you're going to feel like you're repeating yourself many times over but they're only going to see the message in a more subtle watered down way it's like the difference between um having concentrated squash without the water (laughs) like as business owners we're the Ribena like the big bottle of Ribena here we go love a bit of a metaphor we're the big bottle of Ribena right Mm -hmm. and our audience are just getting that end glass that's only got a little bit of it in do you know what that is a game changer what an analogy well done (laughs) no I love that we are the Ribena and think as well we have to think as much as it would be lovely to think our audience or our followers are not there refreshing our profile page every single second waiting for that new piece of content to land they might not be on the platform at the time that you post obviously we can talk about organic reach when you post on instagram it's like less than one percent of your followers will see it initially so it might feel like yeah you are repeating yourself but your audience won't see that Yeah. And I think also, unless you're literally copying and pasting every single post all of the time, Mm. they're not going to sit there and think, how dare you make the same (laughs) beneficial good point? How dare you offer me helpful advice repeatedly? Free on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I think that as business owners, we tend to forget that. It's like we're the only one who sees every piece of our content. And that's on the basis that you don't outsource. That's so true. That's so true. Exactly. Yeah. We are just the Ribena in the content creation hamster wheel. <laughs> uh, just a note to say that this isn't sponsored, but Ribena, if you are listening, then please do get in touch. Okay. And other squash concentrate. And others, yeah. <laughs> I don't drink Ribena. <laughs> I think I might start now. <laughs> oh dear. Um, the other thing that I want to touch about with common challenges on social media, which is something that I feel in January in particular tends to happen quite a lot, is um comparison and imposter last week on the podcast the last two episodes that I recorded with Sherelle were about comparison and competitor research and we talked quite a bit about kind of how social media can fuel that comparison feeling and if you're using social media for your business 
like unless you literally post and ghost which I love the alliteration of so unless you're actually posting <laughs> and then just leaving the platform which isn't the best thing to do from an engagement point of view mm-hmm. you're gonna be having a look at other people's businesses on their feeds so how do you suggest or what can our listeners do to try and minimize that level of oh I've put out this post that I'm really proud of but now I've seen xyz I'm suddenly feeling that imposter creeping in yeah absolutely so um kind of a couple of points to this I talk a lot and one of my brand uh values and missions is to to establish really healthy boundaries with our social media usage um, because as I touched on before, without that, we end up just burning out and really hating it when it can be a really fun, well, it is a really fun, amazing thing to do for your business and it, sh- it should be seen that way. But I think when it comes to comparison, it's just to be really intentional with your social media time. And that comes into, I mean, I personally schedule specific time into my day where I'm going to go on Instagram and engage. Um, and then I don't really looking at it outside of that intended time alongside of that kind of intentional uses we've all done it where we see another business online and initially they're very inspiring and you 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 get really driven by them and they've got a lot of growth but then that can become quite bitter quite quickly and you start to think okay well you know I've I've been doing that strategy why haven't I seen those results and so I just think it's monitoring that you can meet people I mean this is Instagram specific, but you can meet people, you can unfollow people. That's well within your right of a social media user. You, you're not going to, they probably won't necessarily notice if you've never had any contact with them. Um, and so I just think that's a big one, just being really intentional and monitoring your use on there. Um, and obviously, yeah, your last week's episode was brilliant and touched on some really great points of the striking the balance of competitor research and it becoming a very toxic place and it can happen without us really noticing yeah yeah it absolutely can and I just want to echo exactly what you said there like you can mute people on Instagram you can snooze Mm. groups on Facebook I don't know if that's something that people are aware of but if you found that over the years or months or whatever, you went on a spree of joining a million different groups on Facebook, because a lot of them popped up, particularly at the start of um, COVID and lockdown, you can snooze those groups for like 30 days. So it just doesn't come up on your feed. Um, And yeah, you can mute on Instagram. I think you can do that on all platforms. You can also unfollow people yeah you can and I think on Facebook you can take a break from specific people and you can kind of filter what you see from those people so yeah that's another really good yeah you can do it on Instagram as well you can either mute their feed posts or their stories or both Mm. um and what I would say is if someone is causing you distress if someone's content is causing you any form of um negativity or negative emotion first off like that's okay We can embrace our negative emotions. We don't have to be positive people all of the time. But the important step is the action that you take to remedy that. So either mute them or unfollow them. Because in all honesty, if you're staring at competitors and they're getting you down, you're never going to be a client of theirs. So your following them is of no benefit. It's no benefit to you. It's no benefit to them. So, you know, there's no harm done. Yeah, that's that's so true. Um, There's absolutely no harm done you're not paying each other's bills like you just said so you know 
if there is maybe a situation where you don't feel comfortable unfollowing someone, then yeah, take the mute option. It's completely fine. They don't know about it. They're not notified. It just gives you peace of mind. I think another thing to do with comparison as well is just over this last week in my business, my engagement has dropped really just across the platform. And I used to beat myself up about that because sometimes that happens, doesn't it? Our engagement changes due to either changes on the platform or changes in our lifestyle. Right now, it's the third week of January. We're in lockdown. Everyone's not active and online as much as maybe they were. So we have to consider things like that. But also, I think looking at, you know, maybe if you share a post and it doesn't get as many likes as you would like or maybe it doesn't get as many saves or shares or whatever as you like you have to think that each piece of content you put out there has a different purpose so if you share an image of your face it will always get more likes always Mm -hmm. but that's just because it's normally like a connection piece of content or people are happy to see your face and they react that way So just because something has a lot of likes and not a lot of saves, do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, it's just because the purpose of that content is different for your audience. And so your metrics will be different and should be different. Yeah, absolutely. I'd also say, don't forget about your lurkers. Like I'm a chronic lurker. I will sit there and consume people's content. I will go to their profiles and check up on what they've done in the last week in case I've missed anything. But it doesn't always occur to me, depending on where I am, what I'm doing, whatever else is happening to go through and leave comments, engage. Again, as consumers, we're on all these different platforms all the time. So it doesn't always feel like a natural step to actually engage with the content, even though you are by consuming it. Yeah, and you're enjoying it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So as a business owner, I think that we've covered quite a few of the negatives here. So it's kind of the way to use social media on your terms in a more positive approach if you're having these negative feelings is to make sure that you're curating your feed so that it is giving you sparking joy Marie Kondo your feed (laughs) Marie Kondo your feed absolutely whatever feed that is whether that's YouTube or Facebook you know snooze groups if you need to whatever it is that you need to do to make sure that what you're consuming is putting you in a happy space on social media because then your content's going to be coming from that happy energy Um, And also there's no pressure to be everywhere. I think that this is something that would be worthwhile exploring because you and I have worked together on my content strategy and there are different ways that you can approach it. You can be present on every platform if you want to, but you need to be mindful of what you're sacrificing in order to achieve that. Would you say that that was fair? Absolutely. Yeah. And that those sacrifices can come in many different forms, but I do think the most common one is the quality of your content. If you are trying to be everywhere and trying to be everything, then actually the quality of your content goes downhill because there's only a certain amount of hours in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's like you said, if you're not intentional about it as well, mm. if you're just putting out content for the sake of it and the quality starts to slacken, mm. like your casual Instagram viewer or your casual YouTuber is not going to cut you the slack that oh well actually it's okay that this isn't quite up to the usual standard because they've been posting in 16 other places today absolutely exactly that like because we are the Ribena and they are not seeing (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many times we're going to pull the Ribena quote through this podcast we'll make it a drinking game I'll get the editor I'll get Dan the editor (laughs) my wonderful editor to put a little ding in every time like take a sip of your tea folks um (laughs) But yeah, absolutely. And I think 
there was another thought that appeared in my head very briefly then. Um, curating your feed, absolutely. Choosing your platforms with intention, 100%. And the other thing, that was it, uh, repurposing content. Like, tell me about it, Lou. Oh, I could talk about this for its own podcast episode. Repurposing content is the first thing I show any clients that come and work with me. Um, it's essentially starting with a hero piece of content, a large piece of content. So that's long form, this podcast or a blog, a YouTube video, and taking that core idea that you're trying to convey in that piece of content and splitting it up into multiple smaller pieces of content. So you can, for example, record a podcast and put it up as a YouTube video. That's amazing. That's two pieces of content. And then you could you know, summarize it and put it into your weekly email newsletter. And then you could give the three key points throughout the whole thing into three different Instagram posts, you know, so you can just create this massive web of amazing content that are still giving out that same message because you've got so clear on what it is you're trying to tell your audience. And so you don't need to be going out and creating everything from scratch. So it's not all linked. It saves time. It's just the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> it's um, it's also great for your audience as well, because then it means that there are continuous themes running through the content that you're sharing. So it's like, oh, this is a message that I can now relate to this individual and the work that they do. So the next time that that topic or conversation comes up elsewhere, they'll be like, well, actually, so-and-so shared this really good insert piece of content here. <laughs> And then they were talking about it on Instagram and I really appreciated having more information around that. So from a business point of view, if you want to be churning out more content, which is something that I do, Mm. repurposing really does cut a lot of the stress and the overwhelm out of it because you're not having to come up with completely original ideas all the time, which is where my brain gets really tired. Yeah, It's more following through from a an important helpful original piece of content yeah absolutely yeah and I think the most important thing is just getting crystal clear on what you what you want to be sharing with your audience in that you know hero piece of content and what you want out of it so where do you want them to go after they consume that message and make that really clear to them because as consumers we are being bombarded with so much content every single time we open up our phone youtube instagram emails even yeah and and we need to be sort of told and guided okay you consume this piece of content now it makes sense to go here maybe sign up to my email newsletter or check out my instagram story as i give you a solution on this topic you know yeah i completely agree so those are kind of some of the more of the challenges around social media but I'd love to talk a little bit around the benefits as well because you know it's not all doom and gloom social media can be really important as long as we remember it's social yeah when it is beneficial and when it is used with intention social media can be really really powerful for us as as small business owners can't it oh absolutely yeah there's obviously the biggest thing that springs to mind is community the people that you can meet and the people that we, you know, as business owners have met online that we probably never would have met if it wasn't for these platforms. Mm-hmm. And that brings about opportunities. We met on Instagram, for example, yeah. we worked together. Yeah. And yeah, that is the most important thing. Building a community around your brand, finding your people. That is the biggest benefit, really, that 
that social media can bring. And obviously within that community will be your clients, which let's be honest, that's really what it's all about. We're trying to find clients, we're trying to grow our businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Community is the biggest benefit that social media can bring. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned as well, like there's no there's no boundaries. You could be talking to someone and collaborating with someone in Australia. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's just remarkable that we live. Sometimes, you know, I'll be talking to people online. I'm like, I can't believe that this is happening. And we're, you know, uh, just over the last 10 years, the fact that how much it's changed is phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And I think absolutely building a community or being a part of a community because mm. both are equally as important or even creating your own community on your feed in a way. So cultivating your social feed is actually almost cultivating a community that you, of people that you would like to be a part of. Absolutely. Um, and like you said, like fully embrace the fact that we're all on social media as small business owners because we want to make money. We want to get clients. We want to have money coming in. We want to sell and make the impact that we want to have. That's yeah. why we have our businesses. Like that's, that's at the end of the day, that's what we're here. We want to help people transform their lives in some way with either a product or service. And we want to exchange that for goods and services and money. <laughs> and that's okay and using social media to build these connections it really is key because now you have access to so many people who you can help because a lot of the time you know the help statement is a is a huge trend within small businesses it's like who do you help and having social media gives you access to those people So following on from what you were saying earlier, as long as you're intentional with every piece of content that you're putting out there, who is it helping and does it move you closer to either finding your clients, nurturing your clients or like helping them, helping them further, then, you know, that's a really joyful place to be. That's a wonderful thing to be putting into the world. It really, really is. I think a big trap that can happen is, you know, getting caught up in the numbers is a big thing, you know, posting something, oh my God, it got really high reach. That's great. But actually you need to step away at the end of your day and think, wow, I really had genuine connections with three new people in my DMs today. Yes. It doesn't matter if I posted a reel and it got two views. It's it's just so what the, the important thing is the conversations that you're having. That is something that it is, especially as smaller accounts, it's easy to get caught up in the numbers and our reach and all of that, but focus on the conversations that you're having because you have to think behind every single profile or channel, there is a human being. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's it's great to be able to connect with all these people. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think I'd much rather have, well, let's face it, I don't do reels. I find them. <laughs> that's not my jam. So I don't do reels. Oh, and um, that comes whole thing isn't it making it work for you and yeah exactly but I would much rather have a post that had 20 likes and two leads come out of it than a post that hit you know 2,000 likes and did nothing and most of them were bots like it's that what what's the conversion yeah um because yeah your conversion is the bit where it matters and I think that as long as you're being I think my my biggest pet peeve is that I got to the stage in my business, and I'm, I'm sure that other people can relate to this, I got to the stage in my business where social was no longer fun. 
and it mm-hmm. felt like a chore like you said and it felt like a grind and as soon as I was like you know what I want to use this as a social place to come and hang out with people that I know I can help and enjoy being around and I want to put more fun content out there that's mm-hmm. when I kind of reconnected with that playfulness that I wanted to bring through from my brand because you know if you're going to if you're going to work with me, we're going to laugh. And if that's not coming through on my Instagram, then I'm not being authentic in the way that I'm putting myself forward. That's so true. And I think um, Alice Benham said in a few episodes ago about how posing as someone else online is exhausting. Mm. Using someone else's tone of voice because you think that that's how you should be talking because they're really successful and they have 30,000 followers. It is exhausting and you will burn out. And also you can... You can tell as a consumer if someone is just trying to follow a framework or, you know, mirror another account that we all follow. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so exhausting. You have to be authentic. And I, I actually have a pet peeve. I really don't like the word authentic. I think it's so overused, but it is really the only word for this, just to turn up with authenticity and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can change it. You can say just to be genuine, just be you. Mm-hmm. And like, I was at a workshop this morning with um, Georgina Chapman, mm-hmm. who is just incredible. I've got, got a lot of love. I want her to be my friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like cats, Prosecco and leopard print I'm in. Um, <laughs> but she talked a lot around how you, if if people are following you on your Instagram account, for example, or wherever they're choosing to engage with your content, they're already interested in you. Yeah. If they weren't, you wouldn't make it to their feed. Mm-hmm. So trying to impress people who are already interested, it just, like you're trying so hard for something mm-hmm. that you don't need to try that hard for. They're already interested. You're just continuing a conversation rather than trying to get their attention. Because yeah. you've already got it. You've already got their attention. Yeah, they're already engaged. Give them what they want. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. So when it comes to, we'll do a little bit more of the practical side now. So when it comes to managing things like new platforms, new trends and new features. Mm. So two examples recently I can think of is the introduction of like reels on Instagram, which was huge. And then Clubhouse as a new platform. How do you recommend a business owner approach the fact that these new features or platforms have kind of arrived? How can they objectively decide if it should be something brought into their strategy? Yeah, so I think the first thing is don't go into any of these platforms or into these new features without thinking it through just a bit. You know, you don't need to really overthink all of these things, but don't just say, okay, I'm going to go on Clubhouse and not really have a strategy or a reason or a purpose behind that decision. And don't feel the pressure that you need to do it immediately. The the platform will still be there in a month's time, or, you know, you can try your first reel in a couple of months when you are inspired to do it, because you can tell if someone just puts out a reel or whatever, just because they feel like they should, because everyone else is doing it, it just ends up being kind of doesn't work. You know, they're much better performing in stories or their posts or IGTVs, that kind of thing. So, yeah, my main kind of advice is just to be a little bit strategic and try and think, what can I offer an audience there and how am I going to do it? And how does that fit in with my overall business 
direction. Um, and ha- also you have to think, another thing when it comes to, you know, overwhelm is, do you have time for it? Do you have capacity for that? Do you have the time to create the content on there? Is it, you know, how is it all going to fit in? And I always say, if you are feeling overwhelmed or social media does begin to feel like a chore, you need to find your minimum. So you need to find out what is your absolute minimum that you can do consistently. And you have to be really honest with yourself. Like, I can't post on Instagram for seven days a week and I'm not going to be able to create three YouTube videos a week. You just have to be really honest with yourself. Find your minimum. And if you have a bit of capacity that can fit in that new platform or that new feature, then go ahead and do it. But yeah, that's basically my advice. I think that that's great advice. I think one thing that I found that's really helped me as well um, as a small business owner who does have shiny object syndrome and <laughs> does like being involved in all of the things all of the time because yeah. immediately something new comes out and I'm like, oh my goodness, I have so many ideas. My brain is about to yeah. explode. Which so one thing that I want to point out that helps me, but you've already mentioned at the beginning as well, was scheduled time. Yeah. So the way that I established how I wanted to use an incorporate clubhouse, for example, in my strategy was I scheduled a couple of hours over the space of a couple of weeks to get to grips with the platform as a consumer, mm-hmm. then actively and objectively look at, okay, so if I've managed to schedule this this amount of time to explore the platform, how has that felt from a scheduling point of view? Do I need more? Do I need less? Is that cool? And then I've also spent time on the platform to understand how it works in context mm-hmm. so that I can then put my wild, crazy ideas of, oh my goodness, we can do all the things to, right, let's try one. Let's try one idea. And it just started off with hosting or co-hosting one room. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. And then it dropped off because things got too busy. And that's something else that I really want to stress is like, it's okay to try things and not continue with them if it's not working for you at that time. Absolutely. Yeah. You can give it a go. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. Reels, not for me. Like that just isn't something for me. I think there's a lot of uh, panic and pressure when the reels is a really, a very current one. And a lot of, I've seen a lot of accounts that are like, my growth has gone from 1,000 followers to 30,000 followers, all thanks to Reels. And it's like, well, that's going to drop off and it's not sustainable. Reels, Instagram, same with any platform, they'll they'll push the reach on anyone that's using their newest features because Mm -hmm. they want to be engaging with it and they want them to be a success. So just think it's not going to be successful. It's just keep doing what you're doing if your strategy is working fine and you're plodding along just fine and you're really happy with the results you're getting just keep doing that yes and if you like you said if you have capacity bring that new platform in yeah I also made a note here which is similar to something that you said there which is when you react in panic it often leads to indifferent content so if you suddenly see that everyone's hopping on and again I'm going to use reels you're going to be sick of the sound of this thing (laughs) Um, but everyone all of a sudden was doing the pointings. Yeah, pointing and pointing at things. We're just pointing <laughs> at things. And it's like, 
that's absolutely fine. And when it started, I was like, oh, this is quite fun. And then everything on my feed was exactly the same. And like, I get, I like stories because I can pause and hold them. Yeah. But reels, I find that I have to watch them several times because the text goes too quickly or whatever else. And I find it infuriating. But people who reacted in panic and it was like, oh God, I've got to get on reels often just end up blending in with the crowd because they don't find their way of doing it. Yeah. And there are some really excellent accounts that have used reels in incredibly inventive ways. Um, in the fro, is it in the fro? In yeah, the fro, in the fro yeah. her, her use of reels is just absolutely amazing. So creative. If you haven't had a look, listeners, she is a fashion blogger who is just absolutely incredible. The way that she uses reels and she shows on her feed um, behind the scenes of how they edit them together as well. And it's just incredibly creative and they're fun and they're entertaining and there's no pointing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's someone who's taken a, a new feature and really found a way that works for them. I think Alice Benham is a great way some of her reels that she's come out with have just been absolutely hilarious and then I <laughs> prop up in other places as yeah. well. And it's just find your way with it. And that's what this whole episode is kind of encouraging, isn't it? It's like, exactly, yeah. if you're not a pointer, don't point. Don't point. And, and, and you can either take two paths there. Okay, reels is not for me. Or yeah, do it your own way. There's, yeah. there's always ways around it. And I just want to caveat that by saying I'm not throwing shade at anyone who is doing the pointing reels and doing it well. Like I admire anyone who embraces a new platform or a new feature wholeheartedly. I think it's fantastic. And I've got a lot of great content and ideas from it. I'm just saying try to avoid jumping on bandwagons without understanding where they're going. Yeah, that's very true. And if you yeah, find yourself jumping on the bandwagon and not really sure why. Hop off. It's okay. There'll be another one. Pop off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. Just if you feel yourself feeling a bit icky, you probably shouldn't be doing it because yeah. it will shut through people's screens. People will be able to tell. Yeah. Pass the ick. I've talked about this before. It's like you don't want to pass the ick. If you feel icky, you're just going to pass that on to someone else. Oh my God. That's so true. Do not pass the ick, please. <laughs> so kind of the way that I want to wrap this episode up is where we're still focusing on a bit more of the practical side if there's anyone out there who's like this is all well and good hearing about all these social media strategies but I don't know if I have one of those or what one is Mm. what would you recommend in your professional opinion is the best (laughs) place to start when it comes to building a social media strategy right absolutely so that's a really good question and one that I think needs to be spoken more because people are always like oh, I'm one of them you need a strategy you need a strategy what even is that um so don't overcomplicate it you just need to think of it as the conversation that you are having as a business owner to your audience and what you're saying to them that is essentially what a strategy or a marketing strategy is so you just really need to get clear on who you're speaking to what do they want to hear from you what's their tone of voice are they do they are they like upbeat or are they more serious? Do they expect you to be a bit more serious? And that is not dependent on industry. That's dependent on us as business owners. You can be, I can't think of an example, but you can be extremely corporate in your tone, but have like quite a fun or quote unquote fun industry. And so you just need to work that out and get clear on it and make sure that that carries throughout all of your online presence down to your emails, website copy, social media posts, the way you show up in stories, just so you don't confuse them. And then you need to think about 
What what are you going to say? What do they want to hear from you? What do they want to learn? What are their pain points? How can you connect with them? What do they want to see from you? And where are you going to show up? That's another thing. So as we spoke about here, what platforms are we going to show up that feels right to our business? You know, and what does that look like? What kind of content are you going to be creating? Um, So that's sort of my biggest thing when it comes to strategy is just don't overcomplicate it. And also a lot of people think strategy is just the content. And actually, our content that we put out is just a very small facet of the strategy picture. Um, So don't get too bogged down in, how do I structure this caption correctly? Or maybe my graphics don't quite add up. That's It's important, but it's only part of the larger picture if that makes sense yeah absolutely I think that that's a great way of approaching it so if you are building or considering building a social media strategy for the first time Mm. um so to summarize what you said there it's establish your tone of voice so even if you just pick three or four words where you're like this is the kind of voice and this is the kind of tone that I'm going to take so I'm going to be bubbly I'm going to be corporate I'm going to be don't Mm. say professional because every business owner is professional in their own way you know, define how you want your voice to be, then define the key points and topics that you want to talk about. That was right, wasn't it? So the key content pillars that you're going to use. So what are your common messages from your business to your audience? Mm -hmm. Then establish where and what. So are you going to be doing Instagram and are you going to be doing feed? Are you going to be doing reels? Are you going to be doing stories? And then the other thing that I've popped on here is how often as well. Like How often are you going to post? And Being consistent doesn't mean that you have to show up every day. It just means that you have to show up consistently. So if you want to post two times a week, post two times a week. That's fine. Absolutely. It's finding your minimum and doing it consistently and making sure that all of these things are in the big picture consistent just to not confuse your audience. Don't change the way that you talk, you know, on a monthly basis. Just have some really fundamentals in place that you can always draw from. And I think going back quickly to the tone of voice idea, the way that I really like to picture it is if your business was in a coffee shop and your audience or sorry, your future client was standing next to you in the queue, how would you communicate? Would it be chatty and fun or would it be you know, like quite serious talking about the options available. That's just how I like to, how would I talk to someone next to me in a queue in Tesco? (laughs) That's a really good way of putting it. Like the whole client avatar thing and customer avatar thing I have, that's another podcast episode because I have. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But having a conversation and imagining how that conversation would go if you had your ideal customer right in front of you. Mm, How would you talk about your business? Brilliant. I think that that's fantastic. I think that gives like a really good, well-rounded kind of objective look along with some opinions in that because hey (laughs) my podcast you're welcome um so that's perfect it's from everything else that we've discussed today so all of the points that we made all of the wonderful advice that you shared what would be the one key point that you really want the listeners to take home around using social media in business I think it would be to really hone in on your minimum so you can do whatever you're going to do, whatever you're going to put out there consistently and with quality. Don't overwhelm yourself with feeling you have to be everywhere. Just work out what that minimum is and do that well and often. (laughs) Brilliant. I think that that's perfect advice. Nice minimal advice. (laughs) Nice minimalist advice. (laughs) 
perfect. So where can the listeners find more of you online? So my website is lewquinton.co.uk and I'm very active on Instagram. I'm always oversharing and being a goofball on Instagram stories. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is um, lewquinton underscore. And I am just starting my YouTube channel. It's very new in the process, but I'm going to be uploading weekly on that, which is also Lou Quinton. (laughs) Nice and consistent with my name, sir. Perfect. Thank you so, so much for joining me today, Lee. This has been a fantastic conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. No worries. And hopefully some of the incredible advice that we shared today will really help you listeners to feel less pressured and overwhelmed when it comes to using social media in your business. Like, I'd love it if we can just, even if it's just a handful of you can put that social back into social media, that would be just wonderful so if you'd like to find out more about Lou I'll leave all of her links in the show notes as always and be sure to join us back here on Thursday when she'll be sharing her business story and brand story with us which is really exciting I'm looking forward to that until then I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode and if it's changed the way that you view social media so come on over to our community on either Instagram or Facebook and all the links are in the bio and I will see you in the brand lounge.